guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 126 boom bam bosh thank you guys for coming back thank you for all the feedback all the messages all the good vibes and i'm sending so many out to you and i just love i love hearing from people you know i love knowing that i've opened up the conversation around mental health and made you know people feel I don't like the word normal, but not alone. You are not alone. And just when we talk about things, it's such an important part of therapy to get things off our chest, to share, to show up fully, to not have to hide, to not have to be perfect or polished and all together, to be real, just to be real and to do our bit, to get through the the battles and to enjoy life, to sing, to dance, to give yourself permission to have fun and to share and that's all so important to me and that's why I do what I do and I just love it here and this is a really fun episode I just yeah I love this chat and it's very real and you know we do talk a bit about the social media pressures I over the years I've had bit of a love-hate relationship like I love social media for raising awareness about mental health for kind of entertaining people and doing funny videos and just being stupid and getting into my mojo just you know mind versus mojo I talk about that a lot but just embracing that like inner child and just having fun um, and also being able to some support some amazing small businesses and great connections and I, I love it for so many things but also you know I have spoken about detoxing from it and you know the fingers can twitch sometimes in my guilty pleasures Instagram and Reels and we'll be talking about that I actually found out during this episode that my guest has gone viral on Reels so as soon as we recorded this I was scrolling through to find and I was just in stitches so funny um, but we were chatting about, you know, that pressure um, and, and I've struggled with it. Like I wrote a post last year, no, two years ago. I don't care how many followers you have on social media because there is that side to it where, you know, people get so fixated on the numbers. And I have been advised in the past, you know, really work, really plug away, really strive and up your following. And for me, that didn't really sit with me. I didn't like the thought of having to follow people to get follows and you know, the, the networking and constantly messaging people because I'm trying to be, you know, less on social media to enjoy it, but not to let it consume me as they are wired to do. And, you know, maybe I've missed opportunities from not really, really pushing it. But at the same time, you've got to do what's right for you and what you want to do. And, you know, I, I think it's just coming back to like your values and what it is you really, really want. And just knowing that you're on there, you're not putting too much pressure on yourself. You can enjoy it, but you don't feel like you have to be striving all the time because it's it's not good for us. We need to get that balance. Yeah, a little bit of striving is good, whatever your goals and dreams and hopes are, of course. But we need to give ourselves that natural oxytocin. We need to get all the green stuff, the stuff that just makes us feel nice. So yeah, this is a really interesting chat. Lots of fun as well. So my guest is Mary Murray, who is the Misfit Ma on um, Instagram, the viral Misfit Ma. <laughs> Although we do talk about, you know, you've got to just put it out there and enjoy it. 
you know, trying to go viral, I was asking, so how does someone go viral? Obviously, it's probably the amount of likes you get and then the more it's seen and the more it's shared. But um, I love what Mary's saying about, you know, putting out content that feels right for you, not content that you feel you should put out, content that actually is in line with your soul and your essence and your being and your mojo. Um, and Mary definitely does that. Um, she's also a TEDx speaker and she is just an all-round entertainer and she also uses her platform to talk about anxiety and mental health and we speak about having boundaries there and just you know it it can be so easy just to reply to every single message you get and want to help everyone and I love getting messages but you know it's really important that we just look after ourselves when we can be contactable any time of the day so we talk about loads of good things on here and it's great fun so I will put Mary's details in the show notes and you'll need to go and check out her reels if you're on Instagram she's so funny um but I hope you enjoy this real raw conversation about all things mojo mental health fun comedy social media pressures lots and lots great book recommendations and all that she also has the same music taste as me (laughs) a couple of my favorite albums and artists and musicals so that was cool um so yeah let's get mary on guys and let's have a bit fun jump in and feel lighter please hop on give us some stars after this mary deserves loads of them she was great and uh, it really helps so please go leave us a review or just hit a few stars hit five you know uh be kind (laughs) and uh thank you for coming back guys it's always such a pleasure to be here um i love keeping it real i love showing up as i am to encourage you to do the same so be yourself be yourself you are amazing as you are Right, Mary, 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 Miss Fitmore, welcome to Time for a Mojo Injection. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here and I'm always so, so grateful when anybody asks me to join their page or at their podcast or anything like that. I'm always happy to put in my tuppence worth. Uh, well, you know, we were just chatting there and I was like, all the stuff you're saying is amazing. Stop, stop right now. <laughs> just going to hit record on that. Because that's the beauty of it. Like, we're having like this lovely catch up, and I'm like, but the way this podcast is all about is being like real, just sort of like the conversations that you would have behind, like backstage or behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's all about. So, like, I'm really pleased to have you on because from the moment I met you, you were just so open and transparent and fun and just great energy so it's really good to lovely thank you and likewise um I think it's just like we were saying there about you sharing your story a year ago and it wasn't long before that that I had met you as I was saying and when you shared your story I was totally shocked but not in a not in a bad way just in that usual way where people prejudge and and annoyed by it because it's it's you know that whole judging somebody but um you know I was like no no Jojo no but at the same time I was like yay go Jojo go Jojo sharing your story and um you know touching so many people touching me I mean I I've been through loads of stuff as well but 
you know, just there's very few people, in my opinion, I think, that wouldn't relate to some sort of mental health battle. You know, whether it's the extreme end of the scale or whether you see yourself as, you know, mildly affected or whatever, I do believe that most people are somewhere on the spectrum of mental health um, issues, if that's the right word for it. So, um, yeah, I was just saying how um, amazing that was that you shared it, but also equally amazing that you're now at this point of being able to talk about it, of being able to share your story, because I'm very passionate about that. And my Instagram page isn't really anything specific at all, to be honest. It is just a bit of everything. But I'm extremely passionate about being open and honest because what I do think is that in Instagram and social media as a whole, there really is still a lot of people who are sharing this, what I call toxic positivity, where everything on the daily basis is, you know, peachy coloured squares and also wonderful more life and just life in general. And mum life especially is absolutely brutal. Let's be honest about it. Now, it's not permanently like that every single day of the week, every day, forever. But it's hard. It's hard one. And I think people, parents especially, don't like to open up about it because it's then they're frightened of what other people will think. Look at them and go, oh, well, that doesn't make you a very good one then, does it? You're saying your veins are on your tits. That doesn't make you a very good And it's not true. It's not true. It's fine to say these things. Anyway, I'm kind of digressing. I like the... I'm all about the, the open, honest approach, you know, and if somebody asks you a question that you would rather not talk about for whatever reason, then just say that. Oh man, I don't, I, it's just a nightmare. I don't want to talk about that. Fine, move on. You know what I mean? Yes, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. I've got my Costa though to keep me going. Give them some advertising like they need it. <laughs> a frozen, uh, not a frozen, a Starbucks. Uh, this is terrible. Support smaller brands. We were in the supermarket. She's like, I can get you this iced coffee, mum. I love that. I love that. Do you know what? I'm drinking. And I've just realised that it is coffee coloured. But when you first came on, I mean, I knew it was the wine, obviously. I think I do know you that well enough to know that. Um, oh, I wouldn't have been judging you, Jojo, for <laughs> <laughs> what is she drinking with a wine glass what is that but I see it could be Bailey's actually yeah it could be that would be a very large Bailey's I would be I would be very drunk if I drunk that spicy of Bailey's I'm running out so I was like I'll get a proper mojo injection from you then I'll go for a run I'll have my coffee and my hydration and then I'll go for a run and I'll be like boom 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 and like absolutely flying so I'm double mojoing up you're chatting the coffee um I love everything you're saying and you know when you know it's so funny what you said because you were genuinely I remember you reaching out to me when I put information well I, I just started talking about it and I basically shared all most of my recovery pro like process like spoken really openly and I still talk openly about it now but you know, you were so shocked when you messaged and 
it was really nice of you like reaching out and I know that you've spoken openly about anxiety and all kinds of you know yeah like struck like comedy's great so I love your reels I'm absolutely obsessed with reels like I did a detox I've started to do like detox days but it can be quite hard because if I'm sharing a blog or I'm I get sent something I like to put it in stories or you know but uh I've been taking detox days, but the thing that I gravitate to the most is like Instagram and it's the reels I love. And you're just so funny. Like, where do you get the ideas for those reels? Oh, I get asked that all the time. And it's so, it's so difficult to answer because it's, to me, it's no big deal. Do you know what I mean? Think, well, it's just my life. (laughs) You know, that's what I think. But I think there's a couple of things here. You touched on the anxiety thing. And when you read about anxiety or you read about anybody with um, that put, puts themselves out there, sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. It's just that I think anxiety and humour and performance, there's usually a link between them. You know, if you follow people like Gary Folds, who's a, a big comedian, and Janie Godley, who's massive just now because of the Nicola Sturgeon voiceovers or whatever. All, most of these people do have a backstory about some sort of um, hardship, mental health-wise or whatever. And I really relate to that because like, anxiety is something that sits within you, I believe, permanently. What does change about it, though, is how well or not so well that you can keep it at bay right so and this links into the reels believe it or not but when i feel challenged in any way for whatever reason my brain likes to create so if usually my reels are relevant to my life it's something you know that i've done or has happened or whatever and i just change it into something comical that's the best way I can describe it so I do think that the whole thing is linked to the anxiety it's just it's another release for me Um, and when people message or comment because they relate to it it, it's almost like a therapy it makes you feel so much better Um, and the other thing that I would say is that I love to laugh as well like I am a huge believer in laughter is a great therapy and you know if you're feeling down the best thing you can do um, you know once you start with yourself is that reach out to your friends reach out to the people that are on your side that you laugh with you know your your um, what do they call it on social media your tribe as they call it you know that that's your that's your um, support network in terms of out with any professional help or whatever you might seek. So I'm a great believer in, you know, making light of any situation to try and help you get over it. So I think that's where it comes from. I have recognised just since I've had this new account, which is only seven months, that I enjoy being creative. And I do see it as a a big outlet for me in terms of expressing how I feel or who I am. So that is kind of where it comes from. But I still see it as no big deal. I mean, and when reels go viral, and I've had a, a few that have went viral, I'm always like, 
why are they watching this? Why are they watching me? This is just like, this is just my life. This is just normal. You know, why are people watching this? And you do because there's also that thing of, and I have a massive thing with this as well, imposter syndrome. I, like, it, it is totally inbuilt to my the being of my fibres that I'm just nothing special. You know, and that, that comes from my childhood and that's been with me through throughout my whole life. And I know that, you know, I totally understand the whole personal development behind that and that everybody's special and all that type of thing. But, you know, when you're 47 and that type of thing's been, been with you forever, it is really difficult to overcome that when, you know, you're maybe getting put in a, a bit of a limelight. I mean, there's accounts out there much bigger than mine. Don't think that I'm sitting here saying, oh, I'm massive in Instagram. I'm not. I'm a fairly small account, but I have had reels that have gone massive. Yeah. Um, but final, does it, how does a, a reel go viral? Oh, Joe, honestly, if there was, uh, if there was a formula <laughs> to share, everybody would know it. Do you know, nobody knows. No one knows how a reel goes viral. But what I will say is that the less time you spend on them, the better. Because I have made, in my opinion, right, I've, I've maybe thought to myself, right, I'm going to make this banging reel. I'm going to do, sorry, I've got something on my screen here. I'm going to do, like, so many screenshots of it you know as if I'm some sort of film director which I'm no but I think this to myself right I'm going to do this angle I'm going to be here and I'll do that and it'll maybe take me about an hour which is really long for a reel and my general rule is if it takes more than 10 minutes I'm no doing it and I try to stick to that because I've learned the hard way the more time you put into it trying to set a reel up the less chance you've got it being successful the best reels are the ones where you film it in the moment, it's happened, it's real life, and you put it out there. They, those, the two biggest reels that I have had have been that scenario. Now, the other reels, which have been quite big, just under that one, have just been funny taking the piss, basically, those ones. So, um, But what I would say above all of that is and I know people bang on about this and I can't stress it enough though, is be yourself. Because whatever you do that is you being yourself to the core of your absolute soul will give you a better chance of a real going viral than anything else because it comes through, Jojo. So if you actually go and think, right, I'm going to try and do this thing to make an amazing reel and I'll make it like this and it's all this stuff that's outside who you really are, that reel's going to flop because it, it, energy's a big thing. You need to do it based on you and you need to take the bull by the horns and even although you're probably shitting yourself about it, thinking, oh God, I feel totally exposed and oh, this is a big thing for me. The more you feel like that and push it out, the better chance you have. If that's what you're after, reels going viral. I mean, I don't think I don't think about it. I just put them out, and if people laugh, brilliant. I'm happy with that. I just want to make people laugh or feel the same as you know, feel that they're not alone or whatever. But I really don't think that there's a magic formula. It's like the X factor. You know, there is no magic formula. It's just so many different wee things of 
what makes you you that make that that makes it successful so i think you're saying so you're having fun like i remember doing a vlog like i've been vlogging mm -hmm. for years but i sort of got a bit like ugh you know right i'm not gonna because it can take a bit of time but I, I remember one night i was doing one witching our kids screaming at my feet charlie's like i want a banana and i'm like singing in the kitchen and it was just so daft but like on facebook i went nuts and it was just like pure chaos and everything and then i need a poo i've done a poo it was just like just a snapshot of crazy motherhood and i remember just like as you say like no ego just like putting things having fun and like putting things up and uh, yeah, it's. I think that's really good advice because I, I think a lot of people love reels and I have people saying to me, oh, how do you do a reel? Like I do some reels, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. And I've been doing like wild swimming and just things that I love, but I do watch and I'm like, oh, I would really enjoy doing like more sketches and plays because I just love all that stuff. But it's just, as you say, it's, you don't want to spend too much time on it, but. Definitely don't because it, I have been there and I have done it and you know it just these are the people that are not relatable people are not interested in things that are not relatable which I totally understand because we are exactly the same you only want to really see stuff that you can relate to mm -hmm. um, there was something else I was going to say to you about it um, the whole yeah that's what I was going to say you don't need to be an expert like I am like I'm your mom that's who I am on Instagram. I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, I'm fumbling along. I'm learning as I go along. I'm learning newbie tricks here and there from people that I follow. But I am honestly your mom when it comes to expertise on Instagram. I have got zero expertise. But again, that just underlines what I'm saying to you. That, that, that they're the experts you don't need to be an expert to go viral that's what i'm saying you just need to know how to string a bit of footage together and stick it out on a reel that's all you need to know but i think and i totally get it people are frightened of um, doing stuff like that it's like standing on stage which i used to be frightened from as well i totally totally get it but you know once you get over that fear it's like who cares who really cares even if you put something out and it's absolute rubbish nobody cares yeah. it's just like go on to the next thing well you know most people don't care but as the toxic side of social media but most people don't care you like when you did go viral did you notice like opportunities coming in or people saying you want to work on this project um no no, I didn't, being totally honest. And that's another thing that's a really valid point to make. I think there's too many people out there that think that by doing viral reels or whatever, that, you know, that will get them everything that they want in life. And what you need to remember, and this is where your grounding comes in, your grounding work is, it is just a platform it's a social media platform it's it's just people we're all people we're all the same and really like my biggest reel was 219,000 views right and that was one with Lola twerking in the supermarket right and well I was in it and Lola was in it. How did I miss that? How did I miss that? Insta. <laughs> I'm gonna go and watch 
then I did one with Keith just the Easter time, and that was 130,000. So that was the second most viral, 130,000 views. But anyway, my point you get followers from it, you do get that. Um, but uh, what was I saying? No, the grinding part of social media is that it's it doesn't mean anything, you know, like that number, 219,000 views, sounds like, wow, oh my God, wow, that's massive. And it is, but it doesn't actually mean anything. All you have done is provided a bit of entertainment for no more than 30 seconds for somebody else holding the phone. That is all that it means. Now, don't get me wrong, there are opportunities in social media and I have had opportunities come my way um, in social media. However, I wouldn't say it's because of reels. It's more likely to be because of who you are in stories than it is on reels, is, is what I would say in my experience with um, social media. So, yeah, no, if you're asking if Hollywood have chapped my door, no, they haven't. <laughs> I'm interested because I do hear like people chat and they're like, one thing that I've come away from a little bit since my uh, illness and my experience is that kind of striving, like I was, everyone used to say to me all the time, you're so busy, you're so busy. And I would kind of take opportunities as they come and I would just, I would sort of be myself and showcase myself on like social media. This is who I am. This is what I'm into and stuff. But like after that, it was just a bit like, I don't, I, I, I wanted to take a, a little step back from that kind of, that world of like, oh, pushing and networking and do you know what I mean? It was just, I, I know a lot of people feel they need to be on social media. Like I go on at the moment for a bit of fun, like a bit of laughter. Um, obviously there's things I share on there and I, I, I enjoy aspects of it but also like not feeling that pressure like you speak to people and they're like this this is my strategy to get, to get this many followers or whatever I've not done any of that I've just kind of used it as a fun sort of platform but it can be hard because there's that pressure isn't it and, and you'll hear people say things like what are you doing and how are you growing or, or for example here's a good one so when I did my first book and someone approached me and said, you know, I love it. Do you want to work with like a bigger publisher? And I was like, well, that would be good because it's, it means less work for me and they can do more PR because I did a lot of my own PR. Right. And so they went to this big publisher and the publisher were like, we like her, we like her stuff, but tell her to work hard to grow her social media following. And I was a bit like, but there's only so many hours in the day. And like, yeah, I could work my butt off for that. And then I'd maybe get like a bigger book deal. Do you know what I mean? But it's like that pressure. It seems to be that way now. You've got a following or you can be a Sunday Times bestselling offer because this publisher will pick you up. And, you know, it was a striving that I just lost that because of all the research I do with well-being as well. I know that ugh, that pressure and that striving can sometimes be quite harmful. I totally agree with so much that you said there. I think that, well, first of all, what I should say is my living does not depend on, me surviving does not depend on social media. What I put out in social media 
is my hobby. So Instagram's a hobby for me. It's a, a passion project, if you like. It's slightly more than a hobby. It's a passion project because I'm passionate about sharing what real life really is like. That's the bottom line. And if some opportunity came from that, of course I would bite the, the hand off, you know, of anybody that, that offered me something in creativity, right? So, and these type of opportunities are extremely rare. But what there is, and I get offered lots of stuff like this, and I'm sure you do as well, is to take free products and promote them on your page. Now, there is a massive opportunity for that. That does help you grow your Instagram. But for me personally, I don't want to do that. That's not true to who I am. I'm not out there. If I was looking to just grow my page, I would do all that all day long. I do it all day long. Yeah, I'll take your free wax melts and candles and perfume and I'll take it all because I want to grow my page. But I do want, it's not that I don't want to grow my page. It's just that that's not important to me. It's more important to put out who I am and get natural traction on my page than actually doing all this sort of other stuff, which is totally fine. Loads of people do it. It's just, it's not me. But also, I have seen so many people's jo people, Jojo, where they have got totally embroiled to a toxic level themselves with social media that um, it is affecting their mental health. And it does, it, and it's, I think that's down to everybody as an individual, how you deal with that. Like you say, you have to either push it back to here or you realise that this that's going on here is needing some sort of addressing from you because it's affecting um, how you feel. And I think it's dead easy to go down that social media hole of feeling under pressure. And I do agree with you that people look at your account and, and judge you based on your follower numbers. Now, I had 3,000 followers on my Mary Murray account last year. And see, at 3,000, I was feeling extremely overwhelmed with the toxic side of social media, the messages that I was getting. And when I was put off Instagram for two weeks um, back in, at the end of September, I actually, when at first I was going, oh my God, I, you know, I had a big page. I loved the content on that page. I was... I was totally affected by it. I was upset. I was like, what are they doing? What are they doing taking me off? I never, I still don't have an answer to it now as to why they take me off. No. But on reflection, Jojo, I just thought, no, this is a sign. This is a sign. It's that time to start fresh. And so this account, The Misfit Mo, I started in October last year. And I'm so much happier because it is just probably the creative side of me and more of just me being really who I am and probably you looking at both those accounts you wouldn't really notice a difference but there is a difference to me you know it makes this page that I'm on now just makes me feel so much more comfortable I don't feel under any pressure it started off with like 600 followers I don't care um, about the follower numbers all I care about is being true to myself and keep putting out what I like to put out but going back to what I actually do you know my husband and I run a business it's a business that's been established for well over 30 years we're extremely lucky 
that that business ticks over nicely enough to give us the lifestyle that we've got and we don't rely on social media for advertising I don't talk about his business at all because he's busy enough can't cope with anymore and um, I always say his business because when I met him he had it but now I'm a director of that business and I do all the crap paperwork that's by the way um, so that's just a wee bit of background social media for me isn't my living it doesn't provide an income or a living or whatever it's a passion project like I say if opportunities came along I'd be over the moon but the type of opportunities that I would want to do I haven't find I just don't think there that it, there's a huge amount of that out there or either that I'm just not good enough which is fine as well do you know fine I'll just do my wee thing and enjoy what I'm doing if people want to follow me then they can and if not well that's fine as well I would, you know and that oh, I think society puts these things there like I'm not good enough like that's bull like you're amazing and like as you say everyone's got like their talents and everyone's unique and there's a lot of bad programming out there like um my mother-in-law she's so funny she's just such a wee rag and she'll say things like in your dreams you know <laughs> like I'll be saying someone was saying they they put me forward for something and uh and it could be quite fun actually and then she'd be like in your dreams and I'd be like dreams can come true dreams can come true and like you know I, I've it, like that inner critic can be horrible, but also like programming can be horrible. You know, maybe people saying things like in your dreams or like negative stuff when actually we we can achieve like so much if we, you know, we really want something and we're really in line and we're like being positive. And do you know what I mean? I just think there's so many bad programs here of like that inner critic. Like I hate it. I'm like, bam, bam, bosh. <laughs> You're totally right, and I am totally guilty of it, as I keep saying, that imposter syndrome. I've got that massively, but I think anyone that can recognise, you know, stuff like that, you're halfway there to addressing it, if you like, or coping with it, or however you want to um, describe it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, I totally agree with you that we are conditioned especially in scotland like we're we're really the i mean we don't like people bragging or saying that they like themselves or anything like that as a culture i mean scotland is very i don't even know what the right word is because i love my country so i don't want to slag it or anything but you know what i mean we're just very down to earth we don't want to be airy fairy and whatever but sometimes that can be your detriment um you know because you're struggling with self-confidence and self-belief anyway but yeah I totally get that and I am you know imposter syndrome I know that I have that and you know don't get me wrong I would love to be involved somewhere with something being really creative I don't even know what that is but you know I do love that side of things um but yeah people I said to my friend recently because when you're in circles of people that are on social media and some people have got like a massive following, you're absolutely judged based on your follower numbers. You know, you're, you're, and it's, un, it's an unsaid thing and it's an unwritten thing, but in certain circles where you're maybe socializing or mixing or and that's all, that's all a choice. Um, 
I do feel judged by follower numbers totally. And every now and again, like you, Jojo, I get put off. I go, oh, so infuriating. You know, I feel, I feel like because I've not got like at least 10,000 followers that, that I'm just not, you know, it's just pointless being on social media. You know, and I do go through, through those peaks and troughs exactly the same as what you're saying, but I just go, right, that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not even interested. But then after a couple of days, it's like, I miss it because I like sharing my junk. You know, I think to myself, I like just having a laugh. And, you know, when people message me and I message a girl this week saying, see these messages, these messages give me life. I did a story <clears throat> this week, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't even remember what it was about. I think it was about one of my family leaving their dirty pants in the bathroom floor, right? And somebody messaged me saying, oh my God, I live for your stories every day. You make me laugh and whatever. And I sent back to her, I live for these messages because you've no idea how much it makes me feel, you know, like validated maybe that I'm actually no going crazy and I'm not off my head because... Lola's dirty pants on the bathroom floor are driving me mad because actually there's probably about eight or nine out of ten mums out there watching this that feel exactly the same and when somebody does that you know you, you, you know messages you and says oh I know exactly what you're saying that's like me I live for these stories that's the same as me you know and that means more to me Jojo than having 10,000 followers getting those messages means more to me than the follower number count and I genuinely I mean that for you know the bottom of my heart that is how I feel so um you know you have to keep pulling yourself back and reminding yourself of that so when you're feeling a wee bit low that you've not even got 3,000 followers on your new page you know this is like me myself I think well no it's not about that. I'd rather have the followers that I've got and the interaction and the connection that I've got than have that number at the top of the page. Because for me, it would serve no purpose. I don't want a job out of Instagram. Like, I don't want to be an actual influencer. You know, I'm not getting out to go, right, I want to influence people. I don't. By default, we all influence people if we're on social media anyway. But I'm not going out there to do that. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going out there to try and relate. You're spreading a little joy through comedy and you are having fun and you're also raising awareness about mental health, which is great because as you see, there's a lot of like catalog pages that just perfect, perfect, perfect. No chatting about the, you know, and there's a lot of comparison and I think we definitely need more kind of real accounts, people talking about this stuff. And I just think as well, something that I've learned is having boundaries because, you know, I've been putting content out about like mental health for years now. And I've had so many messages and so many people get in touch. And I always try and do what I can to like give people tips or, you know, share my own story and whatever. But it's like knowing that you don't have to reply to every single message. And, you know, someone said to me, oh, you must get so drained because so many people will come to you. And I'm like, I genuinely love to be able to open up the conversation around mental health, but it's just having those boundaries in place too, you know, and looking after yourself so that you don't become like a counselor and then take on all the stuff constantly. It's, it's having a bit of that. And that's something that I've had to kind of 
work towards and and also you don't have to be available like 24 7 you know you can sort of you don't have to reply straight away and it's i think if you've got those boundaries in place then it, it can be a really really positive thing yeah totally agree with that as well and again a conversation i had with my friend recently was that sometimes though the the downside if you like if it is a downside of sharing any sort of mental health um issues or whatever is that people maybe think you're a mental health expert and that's where i kind of have to say you know in the nicest possible way that you know i'm sharing my experience and my story but to get the support that you need or whatever you might want to go here or you might want to do this or whatever i think that is a, a line a boundary if you like between sharing your story and being deemed a mental health expert which i am absolutely not but i'm all for it you know sharing any tips or anything that i've done to cope with well, my anxiety comes from childhood anxiety, which I'm, you know, I'm always completely open about and I've worked my whole life or my whole adult life to um, deal with it. But I only just share what works for me. But I think it's really important. And this is usually what I say to people who come to me for advice is that you need to find what works for you because what works for me might not work for you and vice versa. So it is about actually realizing that you have to go and find what works for you but as you say going back to what you're actually talking about here boundaries you know knowing yourself where your boundary is in terms of somebody coming to you and connecting and whatever because there is um a level of boundary that needs to be there as well because you can't be everybody's friend and you know everybody's person that they come to and you can only do so much um and i always try to help so i hate even saying stuff like this because i'm like no like i'll try and help i'll try and help but you can't actually help everybody do you know what i mean so kind of yeah it's all about boundaries is the bottom line i'm trying to say boundaries is a, a really important thing for anything and um like you i heard your ted talk twice bless you <laughs> there was a sound issue the the joy of being up first but um, I, I heard your TED talk and it was fantastic. And, and you did speak about your um, your childhood. And do, do you like, do you want to share a little bit about that and, and what's really helped you? Mm -hmm. So um, I am quite open about my uh, childhood anxiety. And people say to me often, do you know the exact point in your life that triggered that? And I believe that I did. And I believe that I do know that. And I shared it at my TED talk. So when I was four and a half, um, my biological dad, who my mum had just they were married, my dad. Um, so as my dad, I'm talking about, um, they were married and split up. And um, basically my dad battered my mum and her sister in the street. I was four and a half. My wee brother was six months old and it was utterly terrifying and i believe that that was the moment in my life where that triggered the childhood anxiety and from that moment there was loads of things and it's not that i don't want to tell you it's just that it would take too long <laughs> to tell you absolutely everything 
throughout my childhood that then impacted on that initial um, trigger, if you like. So it was a bit chaotic for um, quite some time after that, at least two years that I can remember um, in terms of childhood experience. And I am officially a person that comes from adverse childhood experience. So um, albeit there are people who have come from adverse childhood experience that have ended up in much worse case scenarios than me. In fact, research proves that a lot of people with serious issues in terms of addiction, mental health, whatever, a lot of it goes back to adverse childhood experience. So the only reason I'm saying that is that I do feel extremely grateful that I didn't go down an even worse path, if you like, as an adult than a lot of people that do, that have experienced adverse childhood experience. So that was where it began. Um, that was the trigger point for me. And how I have dealt with it, I would say when, so my career has been in banking. Before I worked for Keith's business, I was 19 years as a senior bank manager, big career girl on the succession plan for local director in Scotland when I resigned from that job after I had Lola because my life, really, I think that's where it all came crashing down after I had Lola. It just, my life completely changed then. And I think the key to that was because as a parent, I then maybe, as understood the right word, I then felt differently about my childhood experience when I became a parent. Mm -hmm. It became more, if I'm honest. It, you know, I was like, holy shit balls. I, I'm, I, I just can't, I just can't connect this now. Like, it really, and one of the things that suffered, well, say suffered, it was, I don't regret walking out of the bank because the stress levels that was going on there as well, um, I think would have had an even bigger impact on me if I hadn't walked out anyway. I was the talk of the place, you know, people at my level don't walk out, but I did. So, um, but that point, um, I, it changed my life again. But if I can just go back to the 19 years previous to that, when I joined the bank, I believe that that was when the whole self-development journey really started for me because and I've got loads to be grateful to the bank for loads I mean I can't stress that enough whilst it was the right decision to leave that 19 years with the bank gave me so many opportunities um, and so much to learn about myself because the bank were very big on personal development and that's where I started my whole personal development journey and understanding people and all the courses and everything that the bank put you through was my foundation to getting to where I am now, if you like, and it's still an ongoing journey and it will be for the rest of my days. Um, but that's where it started and I took a massive interest in self-development when I started my career with the bank. And that was what made me successful because I was a successful manager and it was all about how I understood people. And even now, you know, it's, it's like appreciating that everybody's different and we all have our own wants and needs and blah, 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 blah. So that's where it started, the personal development. 
And that was when I began to understand uh, why I would feel the way that I did or why I was who I was or even who I am, understanding all of that. And since then, um, and even when I left the bank, I've just always been on a journey of personal and self-development. And even now, and I'm always looking at new things. And, um, you know, like you, I've started the cold water therapy, um, which I totally love, but um, I'm really conscious that I, I need people to know that I'm not doing it for the gram. You know, it's like there's so many people out there doing it and I just think to myself, but do you really understand why you're doing it or are you just doing it because it's like smashing on the gram, you know what I mean? And I really did my research and I had been looking at doing that for th about three years. Um, and it was only in the last year, I procrastinated for over a year about it, but I'd been looking at it for much longer than that. And it was only, I don't know, two or three weeks ago that I first got into the water. But it wasn't before I did all my research, Jojo, because I'm a pure panicker. Because I'm, an, I'm someone with anxiety, it's natural for me to go, but what if I get in the water and have a heart attack and die? You know, Oh, I, and that is possible, by the way. You've got to be really careful. I actually did a video on my YouTube about that. Just like about like it's it's amazing when you get the buzz, you're hooked. But you need to have like you need to go with people, or you need to know how long to stay in. You need to listen to your body. Like you do the first swim I was taking on with Anna, the um, the wild swimming photographer in the book, um, taking the plunge, <clears throat> author of that co-author she would she was with me in Ely February 2019 and she was like really like right we need to have hot fluids now you've been in quite a while and and my anxiety was picking up because she said some people can die and I was like oh so as you say like it is important to have a bit of anxiety to 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 be listening to your body to enjoy it but just to be careful yeah, and I do, I do also think that not enough people share that when they're sharing um, that they're doing it. It's just like, oh, do this, it looks pure banging on your Instagram. I do feel there's an awful lot of that, but actually there's a whole load of research needs done. And that bit about listening to your body, that is key because it's not about how long you're in the water. You only need to be in the water 20 seconds for it to have it's if it's positive impact on your body but people again do posts about oh I was 20 minutes in the water almost as if they're bragging about it and I get a wee bit annoyed by that because I think don't don't put that out there like that's you know what you need to be doing you don't the main thing you need to be doing is listening to your body but anyway um, you know that the cold water therapy I've been doing that you know that I've had hypnotherapy because I used to not even be able to speak I mean, even this on stories as well, like none of this bothers me now because I know that I'm just coming on and being myself. I'm not trying to be anything else or somebody else that I'm not. Whereas if I was coming on here and thinking, I'll need to look like this and I'll need to come across like this and whatever, it would be a massive fail because that's where the anxiety sets in because you're panicking about, am I coming across the way that I want to come across or not? Yeah. You know? get that out the window this but anyway a space a real this is what i always say to people be yourself it's a chat it's real it's raw it's uncut there's no editing just be you but you yeah. totally are <laughs> so other 
I do. I just want to finish this bit off about coping with anxiety. I'm always looking for different things to do. I've had hypnotherapy. I do the cold water. CBT is a massive thing for me. The tapping, that works for me. I know it doesn't work for everybody, but it does. And when I'm really, really anxious, that's probably my first go-to thing because it's so quick to be doing. You can be sitting at traffic lights and do it, you know. Um, so that, um, meditation, um, you know, anything out getting out in the wild stuff that all stuff that you know about, um, that's looking for, you know, stuff like that to keep growing and going and going and feeling calmer inside. But at the key, going back to the absolute key of everything, find what works for you. Because what works for me doesn't work for everybody. You know, you need to find what's going to work for you. And it might be medication, which I'm not against either, you know. Um, obviously, if, if that is going to, if that's the difference between saving your life and not, then absolutely, it, nothing's off limits when it comes to your mental health, regardless of what anybody says to you. You've got to do what brings you joy, which brings you peace, like all the things. And sometimes it's a bit of a journey and it's trying different things. And yeah, sometimes, you know, and certainly when it's kind of like becoming emergency, you know, if your sleep's starting to be really bad, you know, insomnia is so dangerous. I know that personally, but by the time I had insomnia, I didn't realize the illness had crept in and um, I was just buzzing. I didn't have the anxiety there to tell me you need to sleep. This isn't very good for your brain. You're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. So I was just getting up and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so stimulated. But yeah, there's like warning signs, obviously, when it's tipping and it is like an emergency. Sometimes, you you know, like medication is the only thing or hospitalization or, you know, there's so many levels. But like sleep is such a key pillar for everyone, isn't it? That's like a... Totally. And what you might not know is that not you, just anybody, generally people, is that physically the impact of anxiety or that constant stress on your nervous system and you can read about it the hormones that are produced when you're at that level of sky high anxiety um affects your physical your physical health now like so for example and um, way back when i was probably at my peak of anxiety when i fell pregnant with lola um when i was working in the bank high-flying career girl I was constantly getting shingles, right? And they'll tell you, if you Google about shingles, it'll say you can only get shingles once. Well, I can tell you right here and now that that is bullshit because I have had it about six times, not for years now because I've simmered a wee bit from back then. But that was, that having the, the I had it something like three times in the one year. It wasn't till I was looking back and reflecting on my life and whatever that I realised it was a direct result of the level of stress that I was under. So, you, you know, you need to remember that for as long as you're not able to find what works for you, not only are you having a mental impact on your well-being, unbeknownst to you, maybe you're having a physical impact impact as well it's it can have a really detrimental physical effect on your body if you're at you know high levels of anxiety for prolonged periods of time which i was so it, you need to really remember about your physical health as well do you know what i mean does that make sense the body will show you what's going on in your mind you know yeah 
and as well, like things like there's so much research about like things like resentment or you know when relationships and if you harbor resentment and you can't forgive people that can show up as disease it can manifest in different ways because it really isn't it's just not good at all and we need to kind of release all this negative stuff we need to release it we need to like journal write everything out jump in the cold water safely uh you know do a bit of comedy laugh it off run it off shake it off talk it off you know all these things to get it out just get it all out what's in my head and i'm feeling you know sing it out all these things so important and, and then you've got the like not putting pressure on yourself and 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 tuning in to yourself every single damn day you know and showing that love and showing that compassion so as we were saying earlier you know if you're feeling pressure on social media you're like oh, screw this like i'll get that voice like oh the, oh the publisher said you should be pushing to, to do that and then you'll get that and then i'm like but do i want to do that no yeah. i don't want to spend my day oh yeah like what do we do what's the strategy right i need to follow all these people and then unfollow like i just no 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 yeah. no like so it's it's coming in line with your values and if you're told you have to do something and it doesn't sit right with you then screw it like put your well-being first if you're not having fun and you're not being kind to yourself then don't do it you know i agree totally agree with that it's just not worth it it's just not worth the stress you put yourself under so yeah keep keep to doing what is you you know really where you're like yeah i really want to do that that's you know great i mean i know that i'm always conscious of when i say stuff like that that some people are really trying to make a living out of it and i totally understand that as well but i suppose still again you want to be happy with what you're doing though um you know it's just life just isn't worth putting yourself under that much pressure to achieve something that you're not even happy with being or doing anyway but even like the big bloggers, if you follow any of them, you, most of them will say that as well. Will say that sometimes they're just like having time out of social media because they're just not happy with it anymore or whatever. And I think that's totally fine. I actually admire somebody that says that. I like following that say that. Even the huge accounts where they say, I'm just taking a break for a few days because like it's just getting on top of me or whatever. I, I much prefer that than to be following somebody that's boom, 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 boom constantly. Yeah, um, yeah we're digressing. No, but no, I, I think it's really important like to, as it's coming back to those boundaries, you know, and just having those in place, having those, you know, and do you have like any quotes or books or kind of tips like people can read this or you know things that are stuck with you or like life advice little nuggets you can share um what i would say well the first thing is find what works for you that's number one because like i say not everything that works for me will work for everybody but i would say i I think I told you this. I was coached by um, Jack Mindstore. Jack Black is his name, but every time you say that, people go, what, Jack Black, the actor? I'm like, yeah, I wish. Um, so Jack from 
main store he was somebody jack's an older guy now um not that that means anything but it, not a lot of people will have heard of him because he was bigger back in the day when i started in the bank like 30 years ago um but i reconnected with him because he was somebody who was at a bank of scotland conference at the time who i really connected with and i found him again just in the last like four or five years and he's a coach and I had a coaching session with Jack and it was one of the best things that I did um, in terms of my own personal development not long after I'd had Lola. So I would say if you need to speak to somebody and you don't always need to pay for it because there's loads of charities out there that offer services. Um, so, you know, do your research and whatever. But I would say speaking to a coach, somebody that you really connect with because coaches are 10 a penny out there. There's thousands of them but really do your research and find one that you connect with. That worked for me. But something that Jack, a piece of advice that Jack gave that I totally agree with is that if you read a personal development book and that really resonates with you, and let's be honest, sometimes when you're reading these books, you feel like if you've read one, you've read them all. Like they're all very, very similar. Um, but if you read a book and you really connect with that one book or you maybe read two or three books and really connect with them I would say stick to those books instead of constantly looking for the next book the next book the next book the next book is that if you've read something and that really resonates with you keep that as like your bible if you like so in that on that note, if I just go back here in my bookcase, I'm going to show you a couple of books that did that for me that I really liked. And you know, these books are not um, are not like brand new, kind of just you know out type of books. They're old books. Um, and there's one more that I want to say. Right. So I don't. I generally I don't. Shaking about here. I don't buy a lot of self development books for that reason because I feel the ones that I've got are enough for me. So, I, I this bookshelf that's over here, it's not a huge big bookshelf. I'm no Nicola Sturgeon with my book collection. Let me tell you, I've got like a tiny wee shelf with books on it. Um, I, I refer to them and I'll maybe just open my page one day and see what that page is saying. You know, I know that sounds daft, but I've read them, so I know these books are for me. But one of the very first, in fact, I think it was the first self-development book that I read was How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I love that book because I think pretty much in terms of how to be a good human, yeah. it's in that you know, like that book has got so many golden nuggets in it um, that I really, I, I refer to that book quite a lot. And then there's the ones like The Magic and The Secret. I prefer The Magic to The Secret. So that is... When did The Magic it, come out? Oh, that's the second one. So yeah, it's really old. Like I'm saying, it's not, uh, it's not a new book. The magic's better than the secret, in my opinion. So I really like that as well. Again, a really old book. But then these next two books are a bit more spooky. Because I'm into the whole, I'm into astrology, but in terms of like when you were born, the moment in time, 
on earth you where this you know uh, where was the sun and the system and the energy and all of that sort of stuff and I'm also into like just connecting with everything you know the universe and all that sort of stuff so that I do like the spooky side of things as well so uh the first book sunshines the astrology of being happy this was a new york times bestseller um and it's really really old um i don't even know how 20 years at least but this book tells you about the moment in history that you were born so the book comes like this size but there's only like maybe that amount <laughs> that's relevant to you specifically because it's about you know the moment in time when you were born and that book blew, that was actually recommended by Jack again that book and that book blew me away and I'm always going back to it I love it it's one of my favorites and then the final one um, which I've read quite a few times is the Esther and Jerry Hicks ask and it is given you know that's the where basically the woman is, I don't even know if you would call it psychic or spiritual or what, and she's constantly talking to, I know it sounds mental, but I love this sort of stuff, um, talking to Abraham, who is the, the spirit, if you like, that talks to her. Have you read this? Asking it as given. Yeah. I like that. I think you would really like that. I gave that to my friend and she loves it. In fact, uh, this is a brand new one because I just let her have the one that I had. So yeah, books massively, massively um, into books, but I wouldn't say, what I would say is don't spend a fortune on them, just find what works for you and stick to those books because, you know, if, that, if, you're, if something resonates with you from these books, then just make them your, your, your Bibles or whatever. And then I would always say, you know, meditation and CBT, I do all of that. So I couldn't not mention that when I'm sharing stuff, you know. So I don't have just a couple of golden nuggets, do you know, I have about 15. <laughs> and, and Mojo song for people's playlists. Have you got a song or two that you love that fire you up? And, and I've got loads, like last year, the, in fact, even the year before, I think the top album on my um, Spotify and whatever it is, iTunes, was um, The Greatest Showman. It's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. The Greatest Showman, there's barely a track on that soundtrack that is near feel good. I mean, but there's so many. I love music, love it. Like you, you know, it's a, it's a proven for me therapy. Um, but recently, Kygo, and I'm, you know, I'm feeling like trendy more saying that because I'm loving all his mixes, you know, Donna Summer, Whitney Houston, Tina Turner, that was amazing, <laughs> you know. So I really love what Kygo does. I think he's got another one coming out soon. So Absolutely. again, I love Kygo, I love Kygo, yeah. uh, and the million dreams, snap. <laughs> <laughs> just find your find what works for you bye that's the stuff that works for me oh that's amazing you've given so many tips and and brought so much energy and realness to the mojo injection so thank you so much and where would you, where's the best place for people to contact you i'll put all your details in the show notes yeah, just the misfit more. I don't really, I'm on Facebook and 
you know, other places, LinkedIn and Twitter and whatever. But my, I'm like you, I love Instagram, uh, the Misfit Mo, which is the underscore Misfit underscore Mo. Um, that's, if anybody wants to connect with me there, I'm always happy to connect with new souls and everybody's welcome. But thank you so much for having me on. Like I say, I'm really grateful. I always appreciate the opportunities to speak to other people and share just snippets of my story and life. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been amazing. Keep spreading the mojo and the good vibes. Whoopoo! That was so much fun. And I love The Greatest Showman. Actually been invited out to see it on the big screen uh, outdoors, the movie, uh, the drive-through movies. So really looking forward to seeing that. I may have seen it by the time this goes live. Uh, I just love The Greatest Showman. Many of you will know that I sang it with Bonnie um, at my book launch in Borthwick Castle and it was just magic. And also Kygo, this is one I've got on my playlist. Kygo, Born to Be Yours, love it. I know I've given up a hundred times before But I know a miracle is not something to ignore I love the beat to this one, guys. I never knew anybody till I knew you. Ooh. I never knew anybody till I knew you. tropical style music just takes me back to the balconies looking out over the beach jumping in the pool all covid you asshole that <laughs> we're all in need of a warm holiday guys i hope this was like a warm hug for you be kind to yourself go blast the tunes give us some stars spread the love share with anyone this may help and just be kind to yourself. All the love. Mwah.